When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, Craig Baird here. Before I begin today's story, I want to take a moment and ask that you check me out on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash CanadaEHX. There are several tiers with great benefits, from ad-free content to t-shirts and other cool stuff. And I have plenty of wonderful merch in my store, and the link is in my show notes. As well, if you're a fan of Canadian history, make sure you check out all of my shows, from John to Justin, Canadian History X, Canada, A Yearly Journey, and Pucks and Cups, along with Canada's Great War. And don't forget, you can also donate directly to the show at www.canadaehx.com. Just click Donate. It helps keep this show going. Okay, on with the show. I'm Craig Baird, and this is From John to Justin. History was made in 1991 when Nellie Cornier became Premier of the Northwest Territories. But before we get to that, let's look at her life. Nellie Cornier was born in Aklavik Northwest Territories on March 4, 1940, and was of mixed Norwegian and Inuit heritage to her father Nels Hottam and mother Maggie Mike. Growing up, she was raised traveling and hunting along the Arctic coast since her father was a Norwegian trapper who arrived in the area in 1927. She said of her upbringing, You had to do everything including pack caribou, look after fishnets, go out hunting. It was really equal, sometimes too equal. Through this time, she took correspondence courses to learn what she needed to know for school. Tragedy, though, struck the family when their home was destroyed by fire, killing two of her nine brothers and sisters and injuring her. As a child, she was forced to attend residential schools. Years later, in the Truth and Reconciliation Commission's report, she stated how she was sheltered by other Indigenous families along the route when she ran away from an Anglican hostel after a confrontation with a teacher. As a young adult, she spent three years traveling around Canada. She typically made money through contract bookkeeping in places like Ottawa and Halifax. She said, I never lived in a place I didn't like. Every town has its character and nice people. I also learned a lot everywhere I stopped. After her travels, she worked as an announcer and station manager for CBC North and a lands claims worker. She had been working for the post office when CBC stated they needed someone to provide the news and asked if she would step in. She was later given her own program. In 1969, she co-founded with Agnes Semler the Committee for Original People's Entitlement, which played an important role in land claims over the next two decades. The organization was formed when Imperial Oil struck oil in the region. She said at the time, If everybody doesn't act the same, behave the same, follow the same rules, these officials seem to think there must be something wrong with them. That same year, she was made station manager of her CBC station. She said, There really is lots of public relations. I must never forget the station is there for the people. In a profile in the Ottawa Journal, which called her a pretty broadcaster, she spoke about having to work harder as a woman. I am too involved to think about women's liberation. I know I have to be three times as good as a man to get ahead, so what? Throughout the 1970s, she used her role with CBC to help people in her community of Inuvik. She said regarding the division between whites and the Inuit in town, 
You have to walk through town to see what is happening. When the white section stops, so do the sewers. The Indian and Eskimo families can't afford the $900 to get their houses hooked up with full service, so they go without. In 1976, the organization entered into direct negotiations with the Government of Canada for a land claim settlement. It took eight years to reach an agreement and involved 27,000 interviews with individuals. In 1984, the land claim agreement gave 35,000 square kilometres and $170 million in control to the people. She said, The readiness, or the learning, or the knowledge, came back before government. I've always been, from the time I was a kid, always involved with community activities, always involved with people, and the different organizations that were formed for the community. In 1979, she was elected to the Legislative Assembly by defeating incumbent John Steen in the Western Arctic riding. Early on, she was pinched by a fellow MLA. She responded by pinching him right back. She became known for her toughness both in the legislature and out in public. Once, she saw a man assaulting an elderly woman in downtown Yellowknife. She said, He was sort of kicking the hell out of her, so I went over and pulled the guy off. She slipped and the man attacked her, but Cornier regained her footing and began to hit the man. She said, Once I got up, I wasn't very pleased, but he wasn't in very good shape, so it wasn't hard to push him around a bit. She served in several cabinet positions, including health and social services and energy, mines and resources. As energy minister, she was a staunch defender of the interests of the Northwest Territories in resource development. Described as a workaholic, she began her meetings at 7.30 a.m. and often worked until midnight. She said of her work, I don't get overwhelmed. On November 14, 1991, she was chosen as the premier of the Northwest Territories. She became the first female premier of a Canadian territory and the second female premier in Canadian history after Rita Johnson in British Columbia. As premier, she played an important role in the negotiations leading up to the Nunavut Land Claims Agreement. She said, I worked with a lot of people that have inspired to have Nunavut, and I am so proud that we are able to accomplish that. She also kept her energy portfolio so she could follow along on negotiations on a long-awaited energy accord with Ottawa. She said, If people don't have jobs, they can't make their own way, and they feel they are not functioning as a person. They don't have a meaningful role and are not self-sufficient. In 1994, she was awarded the National Aboriginal Achievement Award. She served as Premier until 1995 and chose not to run for re-election afterwards. She said of her time as Premier, It's important to find a meaning, a real meaning, that will give you strength. I've learned a lot by being a part of this great country we live in. I know we're trying to make our country better. The value that women bring to the table is so important at this time. From 1996 to 2016, she served nine consecutive terms of the Inevaluate Regional Corporation. She also was a co-founding member of the Northern Games Society, which encourages the practice and promotion of traditional Indigenous games. For her work, she's been awarded three honorary degrees. In 2008, she was awarded the Order of Canada and inducted into the Aboriginal Business Hall of Fame. Since 2010, she's been part of the Nutritional North Canada Advisory Board. In 2016, she received the Order of the Northwest Territories. In 2023, Canada Post announced that she would be one of the three people to be honoured as an Indigenous pioneer with a postage stamp, she said of the stamp. For them to sit down together and nominate me. That was an honour for sure. I want to talk about this community right now. Everyone puts their feeling, puts their time, puts their effort, their own stamp on how our community is going to be. I hope you enjoyed that episode and our look at Nellie Cornier. Now, 
That's going to be the end for From John to Justin for a little while, because now we're going to be doing five episodes of Canada, A Yearly Journey, then five episodes of Pucks and Cups, and then five episodes of Canada's Great War, and then we'll be back for another five episodes of From John to Justin. Information from Canadian Encyclopedia, Inspire, CBC, Global News, Wikipedia, No Second Chances, Montreal Star, Toronto Star, Ottawa Journal, National Post, and the North Bay Nugget. If this is your first time listening and you like what you heard, please take a moment and give us a five-star review to help other people find these amazing stories. And there are so many you can sink your teeth into. We also love hearing from you, so if you have a show topic you want me to cover, email me at craig at canadaehx.com or stop by my website and social media. I'll include all of those links in the show notes.